Welcome to the Melting Pot Dubai podcast. This is Damien. And this is Jade. And together we explore the perspectives, challenges and ambitions of people that have moved to Dubai. Well, in this episode, we will look back on our podcast journey, the topics we have discussed and episodes we have recorded, as well as looking forward to how to improve season two. This is a nice condensed reflection with plenty of food for thought. So please stay tuned. Welcome back, Damien, my friend. I have a joke for you, okay. but don't laugh just yet. Siri's face, yes. Damn it, you didn't laugh. Mm. <laughs> okay, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Yeah. Yeah, who? Yahoo, it's our final episode. <laughs> Woo! Can I get see, one of those air horn see, things? Oh, of course, of oh. course. Thank you. Season Glad finale. You <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our final episode for season one, episode Iwa, which is Māori for nine. And today, it's going to be a little bit different. Damien and I are going to be reflecting on our very first season of the Melting Pod Dubai podcast as well as uh, some other very other interesting things, which I don't want to give away. I was going to give it away, not yet. Uh, but thank you for joining us on this journey, and we're going to give you a bit of uh, an overview of what you could expect from this episode, because it is a little bit different to our normal format. So we're going to start off with a season overview. We're going to dive into some interesting insights and flavors that have really made the season what it is. Followed by that, number two, Damien and I, we decided to divide and conquer the reflections on each of the episodes. So we're going to be tag teaming these, taking turns, talking mm -hmm. about the perspectives, challenges and ambitions of each episode. And then finally, we're going to share with you some of our learnings and as well as a bit of a sneak peek on what's in store for us next. Ooh. Yeah, so this will be a slight light touch, um, but just know that there is so much more uh, detail within each of these episodes. So please, if you haven't listened to them, we would highly recommend you going back and having a listen. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's also important to know, again, to remind you all, uh, why do we actually did uh, started this, uh, this podcast? And it's really about, you know, meeting all kinds of people from all kinds of walks of life that actually made the move here and also to Dubai. And then uh, an overview, really providing an interesting cross-section of Dubai and to really see how similar or different we really are. Right, Jade? Very true. Couldn't have said it better myself. You must have read that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as we were going through yeah. our uh, reflection process, uh, what I see, started to see kind of come up were a couple of meta topics. And one that really came to me was uh, the, the human interaction and connection and a place of home. This kind of came up in, I think it was like episodes one with myself under communities. Uh, episode five, when we started to look at public spaces, and number six with Najib on language as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, did yeah. you find any? Yeah, for me, I think an interesting meta topic that really popped up was uh, the personal and professional ambitions and development. I think that has really a, a strong emphasis in, uh, mm -hmm. in different uh, episodes, in, in my own uh, episode number two. Uh, also, Marianne, when we talked about opportunities as well as the side hustling with uh, Prashant. Uh, unlocking energy, sexual energy of Ramzia. It has a very interesting angle on that, as well, of course, also with Abu when we talked into personal drive. And in this reflection, also, we're thinking about, well, maybe we also had a certain blind spots. Maybe certain topics uh, weren't addressed that we actually would like to address in the future. Uh, think about, for instance, family life 
or local culture, or for instance, tourism in Dubai, or seeing Dubai as a travel hub, but also Dubai as a luxury um, consumerism, and maybe mm. some other aspects, as well as, for instance, the weather and the climate. So much more to actually uh, explore further. Yeah, yeah. And, and naturally, you know, there's uh, only so much time, and with only, was it six guests, we can't cover every base. So for sure, these sound like some really great things that we can look at in the future. So one part of our format when we met with our guests is we did rapid fire. And this was a great way to learn about where they came from uh, and a few more details about them. So when we started to kind of break down in the review process for this episode, we learned that uh, we have ourselves. So I'm Kiwi from mm -hmm. New Zealand. We have Mr. Damien, who is from the Netherlands. Uh, we also had people from Lebanon, India, Italy, uh, Pakistan, Tajikistan, and Uganda. Um, and we covered many different professions from design to entrepreneurship, self-care and self-love, and even cybersecurity <laughs> and modeling. Ooh. So, yeah, we covered quite a few different bases when it comes to that. But what we found is that there was uh, not a lot of overlap in nationalities, which was great. Mm. Um, but we didn't cover every single continent. So uh, sorry to our friends in, in North America and South America. Maybe we'll get you on the show uh, soon. Uh, we'd love to have you here. Southeast Asia as well. Yeah. Uh, Southeast Asia, that's right. Um, and uh, there was some overlap in our backstories, but that's to be expected when, when we're talking about uh, creating a podcast themed around people moving to Dubai. There'll be some overlaps there. But what I loved was another common theme was people's optimism. There was a lot of optimism shared mm. throughout every single story um, on their ambitions and why they came to Dubai. So I love that. Yeah, also diving to the, the demographics, I think also there we want to have a, a proper distribution. So for instance, when we look into gender, uh, we had five men and three ladies, uh, but this included ourselves. So if you look into our guests, we had a clear 50-50. Uh, so that, that's good. Uh, also, when it comes to income, so we are now at predominantly middle class, uh, but we're actually also very interested into more the extreme ends of the income spectrum. So I think that's something we can look into into the future. Mm -hmm. Household, uh, none, I think none of them had children at this moment. No. But I think family life in Dubai can be also be very interesting to look into. And where do people come from? Well, we saw a, a big group coming from downtown slash business bay. The other uh, more from the area around uh, uh, JVC, etc. So it's so more marina area. And then uh, Kashanda and myself were here in the Dubai, Mankul area. But still we're missing Dera, the Palm, Jumeirah. They're very different environments. Mm. Different people live there. So also maybe different perspectives. Absolutely. Another great part of our uh, show is that we get to learn what people's favorite foods are. And so I'll just quickly list off what they were. From our six guests, we had uh, Lebanese spicy potatoes, known as batatahara. I still need to try that. Uh, you are missing out. Uh, we got pickle burger, we got mandi, we got eggplant parmigiano, <laughs> we got mante, and oh, it's not, it's not Italian, I pronounced it wrong, and matoke. Uh, so six great dishes but Damien I want to know what your favorite is mine was the Lebanese spiced potato I'm sorry I've 
tried only a couple of these, so I do need to explore more. But I love my batata hara. What yeah, about you? You guys did some good promotion, so I, it's still also really on my list to try. Uh, the mandi, the tenderness as it melts on the tongue is just so divine. So that's really good. And I almost tried matoke. Uh, Abu had it for, for lunch, uh, but he said, and I really wanted to, you know, have a little bite. He said, no, 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 I'm going to make sure you get a fresh one so you get like uh, can have like a proper matoke experience. So that's so just he, he introduced it to you in person and they said, no, it's not for you, you can't have any? <laughs> nice he, one, Abu. No, he was trading, he was trading in a, another client and I was uh, after, after that specific client. And in between, <laughs> he had a quick lunch and... Um, yeah, so, yeah, next time. Next time. But, for instance, also the Filipino cuisine is, uh, I mean, there's a large community here. I already yes. had a lot of Indian food, which I really, really love. But, yeah, the Filipino would be uh, very interesting as well. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. So, well, what did we actually extract from this uh, overview? Well, I think we we're really happy that we were able to deliver those um, eight episodes uh, in a consistent, on a consistent weekly basis. Mm -hmm. uh, really, some surprising topics really popped up. Dub English. <laughs> uh, I really love that topic, and there's more to explore. The sexual energy aspect as well, as well as the, the piazzas. Uh, really, yeah, give a different perspectives of how are you, are you able actually to look into uh, uh, the city. So, um, and there's also very interesting links between those topics. So how about you, Jade? What, uh, what really pops up for you? Yeah, I, I suppose um, for me, it's about uh, one thing that was kind of important to me was that we got diversity and I wanted to make sure that we had like an even split on genders, which we achieved. And I felt that was important. It was a real conscious decision for us to do that as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just a little thing, but it's something that I'm really proud of. Um, but now we're going to switch gears and mm -hmm. we're going to begin reflecting on each of our episodes. Um, True. So we're going to start. You're going to be starting on me. You're going to you're going to take the odd numbers. Uh, it would be weird for me to reflect on my own episode, so I'm yeah. going to hand over to you, Damien, on this one. Yeah, cool. So we're going to start with episode number uno, and that's the one of Jade in uh, in um, Indy, and uh, the title was "Finding My Place of Belonging in Dubai." And uh, what I really took out of that is that uh, that episode that we really need to be mindful of the communities that we are part of. I want to be part of, as it is a really important part of who you are and want to become. You are in control in which kind of communities you want to opt in, but maybe also want to opt out. So take into consideration diversity of communities, what I really took, um, took with there, but also when it comes to the size, the depth, the norms and values, which can be explicit or implicit, the commitment needed for those communities, longevity, some are for your full lifetime, others are maybe for a, a shorter period, mm. and also the reach and the location. And I think we had a really a nice overview of those different kind of uh, communities. Well, when we look into the challenge, um, I think uh, there are uh, certain aspects like societal, cultural context can actually have a impact on having a feeling of belonging when it comes to those communities. But if you look into the person on social situation, it the question that, that's always very important is how long will I stay here in Dubai? Uh, how long will others um, stay in Dubai? And mm, then true. also can become part uh, or still uh, stay part of, of that certain community. So there also technology and other communication means to play an important role. They can actually um, be able to um, to, to maintain um, that, that relationship to a community for a longer period. 
but also if we're looking into Dubai, we also have to take into consideration the local cultural context. Uh, it can influence uh, communities, as we have uh, discussed also during the first episode. Uh, but of course, um, it, it is a community in itself. And this is also uh, links uh, quite nicely to our ambition. I think both of, of us, me and Jade, want to be more immersed in local culture beyond only food and having uh, <laughs> some, some, some words from the local language. Um, so, but the question then still um, remains, how do we actually connect to local communities? Because at this moment for myself, I know that you have um, connected with uh, multiple communities and then also to, to people from uh, the local setting where I think I have more from uh, the work context. Right. Yeah. So and as, as a wrap up for, for, for my side on, on this first episode, two months ago, you said you're happy to be here in Dubai. It's not yet your home. Um, and you also said home is where the heart is and that might actually grow. So I'm just also wondering, how do you now see that? How do you now reflect on that statement mm. that you made two, two months ago? Yeah, um, so I do recall uh, at the time saying something along the lines of, uh, if you ask me this question again, I might give you a slightly different answer. So I will give you a slightly different answer. I still feel pretty <laughs> much the same, but uh, what has changed is as time goes by, you become more and more familiar with the world you live in and you become more and more settled and things feel less foreign and more familiar, which means you just naturally feel less like a tourist. Mm. Uh, it's that slow transition period, but I'm still not quite at the point where I feel like this is my home. Mm. I'm not sure what what criteria would need to be in place for that to happen. I think for me personally, uh, it's uh, f building a family here or a long-term life. And right now I'm just not there yet. So yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just reflecting on this episode myself and you and I, we were actually involved in a really interesting uh, email thread conversation with uh, one particular person and they reached out to us and said, oh, I listened to your first episode and the communities uh, really resonated with me. And we started to have this dialogue between the three of us via email. And uh, one thing we touched on was, okay, in the episode we talked about uh, opting in and opting out of communities. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we discovered is actually sometimes you are thrust into a community or you're dictated a community by society. Uh, and that just added another dynamic layer to to the community's conversation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot more to explore there, but uh, already um, uh, very relevant, I think, also for uh, becoming, uh, really making Dubai your home here. Um, well, let's move to the to the yeah. second uh, episode that was uh, about my topic. But Jane, mm -hmm. what were your reflections? Right, so number two, episode number two with Damien. Uh, it was called Balancing Convenience in Dubai. And uh, I particularly love this one because it's a conversation about a topic that not many people talk about, but it does have an impact on many people's lives. So it's great to kind of bring this to the forefront and to have a conversation about it. Uh, and I know through talking to other people that it also sparked some conversation with them as well and some thoughts. So um, one thing that I really liked that you kind of shared is that we are in control of our own lives and we have the ability to design our own lives and we need to take back that control uh, and it's, uh, something that can really help you in designing your own life is creating new and introducing new rituals and routines to your life and structure and 
in time, these new rituals uh, will change your habits. So if you're struggling with something, try introducing a new uh, ritual into your life. Um, I found that really interesting. I want to make sure we shared that back. Uh, and around challenges, uh, so, you know, we need to be more understanding of ourselves. Um, we're often way too tough on ourselves. Uh, we think we need to do everything ourselves, and it just means that uh, it's hard to kind of stay motivated when you're, in, when you're stuck in that pattern of thinking. So the challenge is really to think about the environment you're in, make tweaks where you can regards to social or your environment, uh, the objects you might have around you, and really being conscious about things that aren't really adding value or are perhaps influencing bad habits in your life and, and um, deal with those. Um, and you kind of also touched on around um, health as a basic and you want to develop there a little bit more. You also want to be a little bit more financially mindful. And it, it was a, a reflection time for me as well, like, oh, where am I with my health? Where am I right now with my financial situation? I also feel that I could be perhaps a bit more physically responsible, to be honest. It's a little bit hard in Dubai, I, I admit. Um, and yes, convenience does play a role in that. And I've probably been a little bit more mindful since this conversation. So that's an area that I uh, need to be working on as well. Uh, maybe not to the extent that you, you uh, face, but um, yes, something to think about for sure. Um, but to also, uh, I really want to make sure I touch on this as well. And you talked about, you know, we all fall down, um, but we have to acknowledge that and f and to feel the power of this uh, social connection. So reach out to people when you're feeling that way. Um, and we, we talked about a little bit in this episode around the fitness community that we've built, uh, which we find a lot of inspiration from and uh, really enjoy engaging in. So, so like finally, just to wrap up um, on your episode, um, I have a, a slightly different relationship to convenience. Yes, um, there is some things that I uh, have picked up on, um, but it isn't as much of a challenge to me, I find. Um, I, I actually enjoy the convenience because it gives me back that time to spend on things that are more important to myself. So that just means we're on different journeys, but we use it for different things. So yeah, any, mm -hmm. any thoughts that you wanted to share on no, I, th I think also in the discussion that we had during that episode, I think uh, it also brought on my own perspective on, um, it's called also balancing convenience indeed. And uh, I think you also mentioned um, uh, making use of uh, convenience is not a sin, but it should be in balance indeed. And uh, it should work mm -hmm. for your own personal benefit um, in the short and the long term. Yep. True. Cool. Um, moving towards episode number uh, three. Tres. <laughs> Toru. <laughs> uh, there was uh, the episode of uh, the lovely Marianne, and the title was uh, Dubai as a Source of Opportunity. And Marianne uh, was our first guest, so shout out to Marianne if you're listening. Thanks. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We need to have an, uh, another uh, <laughs> sound effect. Thanks for the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I think uh, what I would like to zoom into is um, what she mentioned that she chose Dubai over the Netherlands. Mm. And she mentioned that uh, the flex flexibility of her uh, Dubai job, Dubai was more dynamic compared to the Netherlands. And I looked up, uh, Amsterdam has uh, around uh, 
800,000 um, um, people living there, Dubai 3.3 million. So uh, she also mentioned that Dubai is growing, an influx of a lot of people, different cultures. You also see that uh, in Amsterdam, um, um, I haven't looked up the, the statistic, but it could be interesting. But it was also interesting what I was thinking about. In the Netherlands, she would actually have been a minority. And here she's actually part of an expat majority, but you also see a large Lebanese community. So I was also thinking, well, I would also choose Dubai over the Netherlands. Well, I've actually chosen Dubai over the Netherlands, mm. but I was also nudged. And I would wonder if that nudge wasn't there, I would probably be still be working and living in the Netherlands and potentially in Amsterdam. So that also just, just, just uh, made me think. Um, and we'll jump on that also in a, in a moment a little bit deeper. But the challenge um, when, when I looked into Marianne and, uh, and her story, there was so much positivity. And yeah, there mm. were challenges, but she has a positive attitude. And that op uh, optimism and the, that focus on learning by doing, that was also something that really uh, came forward, was very strong. Uh, but also her social circle played, I think, also very uh, important role. And also there, I was just wondering if that social circle uh, how much did that actually influence also in coming to um, Dubai? Because yeah, maybe right. she didn't have that social circle in Amsterdam or she had to build that up, uh, which is possible because we are also building it up as we speak here, right? Here in the Dubai Jade. Mm -hmm. um, ambition? Well, I really love the, the mix of cybersecurity and the modeling career. I think it's a great opportunity that I think we should all strive for, really uh, putting ourselves, uh, stretching ourselves maybe into... Um, directions and by doing so we can fill in the gaps and uh, grow there um, so would you say that uh, you have your own uh, version of modeling <laughs> it could be modeling it could be modeling itself right? it could be modeling itself wow I, I think uh, the, the, this podcast that I'm doing here with you I think that's uh, that's um, it in one way you could see it as the modeling versus uh, cyber but there's also quite some overlap with, with what we are doing um, nevertheless, I think what, what, what could be interesting is that um, I'm an employee in my regular job. Mm. And this could be a little bit more like entrepreneurship, like also uh, maybe more like a side hustle or something like that. Right. And th this moment, is, it's, still, it's still a hobby. But maybe we can pick up on that on, uh, later during this, uh, uh, this episode. All right. But, but uh, maybe to wrap this up, I'm just very curious how things will evolve for her, how maybe her, her perspective will change. Uh, because for a lot of people, Dubai is still a place of transition. Will mm. she stay? Will she go back to Lebanon when the situation changes over there? Or is now the world uh, her home? And can she just move wherever she wants? So I think that's very, very interesting. Well, mm. I would like to hand it over here, Jade, then for uh, the uh, the next episode. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that reflection, by the way. Um, so for episode four, we had our lovely friend Prashant stop by. Um, his episode was side hustling between a job and a hobby. Mm. And uh, first of all, we needed to de uh, define what a side hustle was. Um, we all had slightly different interpretations, but we kind of came to some common ground here. So we felt like a, a side hustle... Uh, didn't necessarily have to be something that you like or are interested in. Um, it's not a hobby. And one way to define a side hustle between a side hustle and a hobby is that a hobby is something you like to do, but you don't make money from it necessarily. If you were to make money from it, hey, 
that could be a side hustle. Yep. Uh, but I mean, that's our personal interpretation and definition. So we could be wrong. We're not sure, but that's, that worked for us. Um, it's an additional source of income. Uh, and that's what you actually use to motivate you and to actually want to do it. If it is a hobby, fantastic. Um, so some of the challenges when you're trying to get into side hustling, and I think this would be a challenge for myself personally as well, is mm. having that mind space, making time to explore mm. and work on whatever the side hustle or this opportunity is outside of your regular job. Definitely. You know, you and I, we work long hours and many people across Dubai do, so we're not unique here um, in this situation, but... You need to find something that you can do outside of your working hours and be able to support it. So I think some of the challenges, finding that balance for sure around uh, how much time and energy you need to invest into it. And, uh, you know, when we start to talk about the ambitions with uh, Prashant, I realized that variety really is the spice of life. He kind of talked a, about... Uh, he wants to work in different companies and in different industries. And he used that uh, experience of getting different flavors from different industries and companies as a way to upskill and discover new passions. Maybe he could uh, find uh, something brand new, a passion he didn't even know existed through uh, joining a new company or industry. So um, I thought that was really interesting. And finally... Um, some advice to all our side hustlers out there. <laughs> Keep your eyes towards the horizon. Yeah. Talk to as many people as you possibly can and try to learn something new from them. So when you're engaging with people, mm. I'm sure they've got an incredible story that's going to uh, inspire you or uh, teach you something new. So really get to the bottom of that. But also, you need to side hustle responsibly. Okay, Damien? I know you're dreaming up uh, big entrepreneurial <laughs> dreams, you just told us. So if you're going to do that, Damien, you need to register your business. Yeah. If you're going to be making money, uh, get a trade license and register with relevant trade activities. Yeah. Thank you, Prashant, for sharing that uh, wisdom and insight with us. And good luck to all our side hustlers out there in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to share on the episode? No, I think we already uh, touched upon that. Uh, also, um, he gave us directly also some some good advice. If you want yeah. to take uh, our melting pot uh, DXP podcast to the next uh, level. All right, all right. We're on to episode five. We're over the halfway mark. Yes, yes, Who yes. Who do we have here, Damien? Linda, Miss Linda. Ah, oh, the yeah. lovely Linda. Yes, and she was missing her Italian piazzas in Dubai. I don't blame her. After this episode, <laughs> I felt very similar. You haven't uh, seen those Italian piazzas, right? Not in person. Not, no, well, it's all about having that experience there and enjoying a nice... Well, I'm uh, sorry. I've been stuck in New Zealand for the last uh, 40 years. No, we, My bad. We need to get you over there. So, uh, well, if you're paying. You <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about side hustling. Yeah. Let's so see. let's make sure we first get some money there and then we can treat ourselves to a nice uh, trip to uh, Milan, uh, Rome, whatever. Maybe Linda can be our tour guide. Thanks, That's good. Linda. All right. What did Linda have to say? Sorry. Yes. Let's get to that. Come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. I really love uh, that she mentioned that uh, the piazza for mm -hmm. her is an extension of her home. Well, mm -hmm. it was really an outdoor public space where culture is celebrated. She just sees life passing by them, the young, the elderly, dogs, nature, uh, everything. 
just the city is alive and, and it's celebrated actually at that place. And also a place where actually social connections are fostered. Uh, and it was quite interesting. And for those that mm. haven't uh, listened to that uh, episode, uh, episode five, please do. It's quite interesting because yeah, she made it so come alive. You could really experience how it was to be there. Yeah, it, it was uh, such a visceral mm. uh, conversation. I think Linda has a knack for storytelling because <laughs> when she was describing it, it felt like I was actually there experiencing it firsthand. And as I said before, I've never been to Italy, so I have no idea what it's like, but I could smell coffee and I could smell pizza baking and I could hear people chatting away in Italian. <laughs> Is that what they sound like? Wow. Okay. Apologies, Linda. That was Damon, not me. Uh, okay. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> next, the challenge, the challenge. All right, so um, well, we discussed it here in Dubai, a lot of these public spaces, they are either commercial or they are very touristic or sometimes it's more like a business area. And we were also wondering, like, who owns that public space? Is it the government or is it sometimes mm-hmm. uh, a public or a private uh, institution? So they also have a different perspectives and also a different game when it comes to um, um, and making use actually of that uh, space. So think about more long term versus short term. And we also landed on Kite Beach as a very nice example. I think it's uh, uh, maintained and designed, I think, by the government, uh, I guess. Uh, but it's a nice success story. Why? Because you have bicycle lanes, running lanes, people are moving uh, from A to B. There's, there's good connectivity, not only by car, but also in different ways. And you have it's connected to the small scale residential area. Um, you know, so it fits also to that. And it's, a, you know, a place to unwind. And uh, we also asked her the question, like, um, if, uh, if she had some uh, some tips for urban planners here. Mm-hmm. And she saw that maybe the communities can be a great opportunity as these people, and you see it more and more, the more people actually want to uh, root, you know, uh, shoot some roots here than actually here in the, uh, in the area. And they are buying yeah. their home and they're really prioritizing when you look into lifestyle, life mm-hmm. above style. Yeah? Because for some, you know, um, um, a home is like a... Um, it is also a financial investment, and they're thinking about the resale um, uh, aspect uh, of uh, of a home. Um, but you see that it's becoming more and more that people need to you know want to get grounded, and it's a great, great opportunity there. So yeah, for for my uh, some some additional further thoughts, I think what it, it could be interesting is to really look deeper into areas like Marina, uh, JLT, the Creek, the Greens. And other current but also future development projects to really see how do they deal with those kind of public spaces and, and try to leverage some of this magic that is present at those uh, uh, piazzas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. because when you think about the public spaces in Dubai, and, and you've touched on this, they are a little bit more commercial than, um, say, what Linda was describing. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. Um, that's needed. Uh, this entire city is built on tourism, right? So they have to have that wow factor. <laughs> and there's a lot of competition here, so you've got to be extra Ooh. wow. So we're going to build the tallest building in the world and have the highest, uh, what do you call it, uh, fountains in the oh. world, and, and it goes on and on and on. But say if you were to uh, create your own public space, what do you see and what would you do? I mean, that's just... Uh, a question to throw out into the ether. So if you're inspired by that question, you're welcome to send it in. Um, we would be happy to share that. But but have you had a think about that? Well, I was just thinking, you've been to New York? I have, yes. Yeah, because New York is also a wow city, 
But it's also, yeah. is it also, is it more grounded? I would say so because, man, yeah, there's a lot more uh, history, um, but also yeah. some of the places also have, well, yeah, definitely yeah. The, 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 um, some of the neighborhoods there, they, they, they are quite tight. I can, yeah, depends on parts of that city, but still, yeah. Yeah, and I find uh, with New York there, you know, it's a, a, a defining city around the, the industrial revolution you know was mm. the the home of skyscraper i mean technically it's um chicago but when when there was the big boom uh, that's where new york started to oh, shine yeah. right with the, the chrysler building and the empire state building etc um, but yeah lots of amazing spaces in new york yeah yeah, yeah. so something maybe we can pick up uh, in the future yeah. hey uh let's move to episode number six jade what is six in another language uh, zes, Nederlands. Huh? That's Dutch. Oh, what is zes? Zes. Zes. Yeah, zes. Zes. Yeah, zes. And now, zes. I'm, now I'm doubting my own pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, silly Kiwi uh, accents. All right. Just continue. Number six. Just oh, no. Okay, go. Uh, we had the wonderful, hilarious, and charming uh, guy, Najib. Uh, really cool dude. Um, his episode was called The Vocabulary, Grammar, Accent, and Gestures of do English. I finally got it without making a mistake. <laughs> I'm happy with myself today. Ooh. And uh, so do English is a, a, a term that we coined. Uh, we made it up. It doesn't really exist. Um, but it's about blending English vocabulary and constructs with words that another culture might use. For instance, chalas. Mm. What's another one, Damien? Inshallah. And boss. boss. And boss. Uh, <laughs> so we talk about this in this particular episode. And uh, one thing I was thinking about was uh, you really need to embrace it. it. When you first move to Dubai and you hear people using uh, foreign words in their day-to-day vocabulary, like they'll be talking English and then they'll end on a foreign word. You're like, what does that mean? Mm. And then you hear it more and more and you start to build your confidence and you start to learn what the words are. And then you find yourself wanting to use it. It just starts to feel natural. So I would say embrace it. Don't fight it. Don't be afraid to use it. You're not going to make yourself look silly. So for all of our newbies who come here, uh, be prepared to start learning some new words and building out your vocabulary. Um, so the the challenges um, that <laughs> were shared, uh, it wasn't something that I personally faced, but maybe we can talk about this a little bit more here, mm. uh, is that Najib talked about uh, these different tones. So perhaps it's a cultural thing, but he experienced where he met with one particular person he gave us the example of saying you go um, but said it in three different tones which had three very different meanings um, so my kind of takeaway of learning from this is that there are different cultures and there are different nuances when it comes to those languages but it will take time for you to learn those yeah. and to not be uh, too offended or um, uh, whatever with those have you had any experience around that well, and, the, the tones? Yeah, well, I think in the Netherlands we do that uh, a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. the Dutch, they love uh, sarcasm. So only with a little bit of play of um, uh, right. with tones, you can already uh, do a lot there. But uh, I mean, there was a little clip that I, t- t- uh, I saw on, uh, on, on YouTube uh, where they actually confronted <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch people. With, uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I see those subtleties here as well. But right. you need to... 
yeah, actually uh, make that more explicit to, to truly understand. Yeah, maybe I'm part of the problem, which is why I don't see it. <laughs> I'm the person who's doing the three different tones. Uh, and so then, uh, you know, when we were talking about uh, ambitions in the future, we actually did a bit of creativity on the spot. Look at us. Mm. And uh, we're thinking, hey, why don't we do a collaboration and see if uh, there's a market out there for creating an urban dictionary or a playbook on uh <laughs> English for all those newbies and visitors that might be joining us here in Dubai. But yes, uh, Dubai is a true melting pot, hence the name of our podcast, Melting Pot. Um, there are so many different ways of living, communicating and expressing yourself. And that's what makes this place so cool and so different and unique from other parts of the world. So just be mindful that uh, what your culture from where you come from might find, say, questionable, potentially offensive, could also actually be harmless in another person's culture. So take time to learn, yeah. empathize with people. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think we really scratched the surface uh, here. Um, I think we actually need to do some additional proper research to really understand and also define what Dubanglish really uh, really is. Uh, who knows? Maybe a wider topic for uh, season two. Yeah, and just one last thing before we move on. Be flexible and open-minded if you want to thrive in Dubai. That's mm. some other advice that we kind of shared during that episode. All right, episode seven. Yes, Ramzia from uh, Tajikistan, indeed. Love Ramzia. And uh, the topic was about the transformational power of sexual energy. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it took us a little bit of time yeah. also to digest, and we were also a little bit, uh, I think, confronted with that. But I think that's also good to to to. Um, uh, to take ourselves also a little bit out of that comfort zone. And she mentioned that she was um, uh, inspired a lot about, uh, for instance, the seven chakras. And I, I never pronounced it correctly. I'm going to try it. And you're gonna, okay, you're gonna, I'll correct you yeah. if you get it wrong. You'll be safe. Qigong? Qigong. <laughs> <laughs> you played around with the tone there. I mean, it's like... <laughs> See, I told you du I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Dubai Chinese, is that... All right, but uh, the focus was specifically on sexual energy, and we, we need to we we, we really had to try to uh, wrap our uh, heads around, you know, what exactly is um, the transformation of power there. But I actually looked into those different uh, chakras, and she really pointed to a place on the body where where that actually that uh, that energy comes from, and it's actually the second uh, chakra, the sacral chakra of an. Um, uh, from from more the Indian way of, of looking at energy, right. and um, well, it, it's if you are able to access that, if you're able to open it, it indeed it, it links to sexuality, pleasure, but also creativity. So there's a lot of energy, a lot of positive emotions that are actually also connected there. And what is interesting is that the chakras, all seven, they can be blocked. And the one for um, the sacral chakra was uh, more focused on the blockages, blame and guilt. So, so thinking about sexuality, pleasure, and creativity, how it can be blocked through blame and through guilt. So the solution is, for instance, forgiveness. And I'm really quite, quite interested in that to mm. really go to those seven uh, chakras, really see what do they stand for. For instance, the first one, Earth, is all about physical identity, grounding. And it's, for instance, blocked by fear. So you need courage. Or also, for instance, the third one is all about confidence. And it's, for instance, uh, shame. Uh, so it's also about acceptance. So I would really love to do like a self-assessment on those seven uh, uh, chakras. Um, 
And I think it will be quite challenging for us because we, and uh, you as well, right, Jade, right. Uh, are pretty much, uh, we are really thinkers. We, are, we, uh, our, we make use more of the top chakras, I would say. And that's, uh, that's good, but there's actually... Hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, true. No, but, but I think, I think it's... Uh, I, I think, um, um, I mean, we can yeah, approach these chakras very analytical and with our minds, mm. but I think especially uh, through also more a physical relationship with those different uh, points. And um, Ramzia, um, you know, does her work and also with also neurographica, which is a physical way of engaging with those different elements. Uh, but uh, also other ways through dance and other... So I, I would start with trying to do a self-assessment on those seven uh, chakras. And from there, maybe devise a plan how I could um, uh, not only mentally, but also or intellectually, also physically see how I can actually get in touch more with those uh, seven points. A sexual energy is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this uh, episode was a huge uh, learning curve. Like we were learning literally on the job. <laughs> we were learning new words. Uh, we were being asked really tough questions. And I just remember... Yeah feeling in that moment like this overwhelming emotion and feeling i don't know if mm. that was the intent but uh it really made me go really introspective and really think and go deep and um i really uh enjoyed that so thank you ramzia and um you know we, you, you've just shared a lot more content than i think we even talked about which means you've done a little bit of your research <laughs> of course that's typical damien and uh you know this would take years and years to study and mm. to understand properly um so of course we were probably a little bit like fish out of water on this particular episode but um i love that it piqued my interest and i, I really look forward to maybe digging a little bit deeper into these as well yeah cool all right um Final, uh, uh, yeah. final episode. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Jade? Well, we had our wonderful Abu join us. Um, I got a lot of time for this guy. I think he's really <laughs> awesome. I think he's got a heart of gold. And his episode was nurturing your personal drive in Dubai. And so, um, you know, uh, he kind of talked about um, fitness is about you working on your mind, and through building a strong mind, it makes all the things to do with fitness so much more easier. So self-motivation, doing the exercises. And that kind of resonated with me because I have a very similar approach. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like half the, the job of um, maintaining your fitness and your health is a mind game. So you have to be prepared for those days when you just don't feel like doing it. And you just naturally want to cave in and curl up in a ball and sit on the couch and eat potato chips and watch TV. <laughs> no. Or potato. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, you just, you need to kick yourself, uh, you know, in the butt and say, like, no, you're going to do it. And I think I used uh, something along the lines of, uh, you know, I treat it like it's a job. And, and uh, if you go back and listen to the episode, you can um, understand a little bit more around mm. that perspective. Um, and, and finally, like, uh, he, um, oh, actually, no, I think it was you. We were talking about uh, laziness and mm. uh, how it's actually a bit of a misunderstanding. Like, for me, uh, I don't see people as lazy. Mm. I see it as them not having all the things they need to be able to make better informed decisions. So there's either a gap in their knowledge 
or um, maybe it comes from their background or their upbringing. So there's some things that are challenging them that stop them from doing something. It's not because they don't want to do it. It's because they don't know how half the time. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, maybe they're overloaded. So I mean, you yeah. cannot also do everything at the um, at the same time uh, as well. That's also your support system. So I think there are a lot of factors at play um, why people are not uh, moving forward or why they are not uh, driven in a way, uh, and a combination of both, of course. Uh, and it's not it's not easy, and and everybody's different. Um, mm. But also quite quite curious uh, because you know, Abi, uh, Abu has his uh, his business and he also wanted to drive that forward, and he's now in a new context. It's it's it's, it's a different uh, different world that he lives in here. It's a new challenge and also new knowledge and skills is needed because mm. to running a business it's marketing etc. And uh, that's right. Um, so I'm also quite curious. Like, okay, he owns the fitness uh, aspect, but there are a lot of other competences that are actually needed to also succeed in the business. So I'm quite curious how he's able to transfer that drive and that uh, knowledge to actually drive uh, his business in the future. And we're already having some uh, some talks and maybe I can actually uh, support him in that. Yeah, amazing. Oh, give us an update if uh, you have anything worth sharing. Sure. Yeah, and one of the, you know, talking about fitness is naturally tied to the human body. And this can be a really sensitive or even a very tough subject for a lot of people. And so there mm. was a challenge around loving your body it can be a challenge for some people not for everybody but you know you need to take time to find self-love i know it can be hard um, but through that uh, and if you can focus on that and expand that it will permeate through other areas of your life uh, whether it's uh, falling back in love with who you are as a person your spirit your body mm. uh, and this will actually help you overcome those blockers which i thought was pretty amazing and uh, Abu is full of ambition. I, I just <laughs> He's think, a lovely guy. Yeah, I, I keep saying this. Like, I really like Abu. He's such a cool guy. And <laughs> it's mainly because of uh, when he shared his background and his story. And I was like, this guy has been on one of the craziest journeys and toughest journeys in his life. You know, he talked about rejection from mm. wanting to get to America, but didn't. So he pivoted and... That's why he's in Dubai. Um, failed attempts with previous jobs and careers and education. So um, he just keeps on going, which I find really admirable. Yeah, and, he, and he's a straight shooter, right? I mean, mm. some people in some extreme situations, they, they maybe go move towards more darker side. But you really see, like, he's also, I think, the embodiment of, uh, of a good person, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I just have two things to kind of close on for this episode. So Abu's story is a reminder to check in with yourself, mm. have those courageous conversations and acknowledge when something you are doing doesn't feel right or fulfilling. And uh, when you see that, you'll know what it is. Um, but take advantage of every opportunity that is put in front of you for Abdu, uh, for uh, Abu, <laughs> for Abu, sorry, Abu. Uh, it was, you know, this opportunity with um, the, uh, was it the billionaire, the Russian billionaire or something at, um, yeah. at Bulgaria, right? Yeah. And, you know, he took that opportunity and it ended up turning it into a business for him, which is amazing. Yeah. It wasn't Russian, by the way. Oh, okay. Sorry, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, and you never know where it might lead, wherever this opportunity might lead to. The yeah. last thing is um, Abu gave me a top tip, or gave the, uh, the listeners a top tip, which I took advantage of, of course. And it was to get some workout <laughs> shoes that you really like and wear them to help you feel good 
and to use that to help motivate you to get to the gym. Get into that gym mode with some new shoes. So, Damien, guess what? Ah. I spend too much money on new gym (laughs) shoes, yeah. So, uh, I will try hard to be more fiscally responsible, but I I, I blame you for that one, Abu. But no, it's been a charm. It's worked really well. So, I highly recommend it to you. Get some new sneakers. Get Get some some new gym shoes. Gym shoes, yeah. (laughs) All right. That was the end of our reflections on the episode, unless you had something else to add there, Damien. No, I'm good. Perfect. All right. So now we're going to move into uh, the last couple of sections. So here we want to share learning. So we've gone through this incredible Mm. journey of starting our very first podcast together. And so lots of things went really well. But also there was a lot of opportunity for us to learn and we would probably do things a little bit differently. So (laughs) let's start with the three things that went really well. So what were those for you, Damien? Yeah, I think the starting point is the concept, right? Um, We we saw a potential in that concept and we liked that concept. And I think Mm -hmm. also um, when we were engaging with it was really a a discussion starter and and people came to us also like, hey, this is really good. And they're Mm -hmm. rooting for us. Uh, Also people that we didn't uh, didn't know um, up, up front. And um, something happened, some some kind of magic, um, and it, it felt very natural, and people got excited about it, and uh, I think that was already really uh, great. And the uh, second aspect is flow and dynamic. Uh, I think one of the most important aspects of such a podcast is that if you're working with two hosts or more, of course, there should be a good um, uh, dynamic, and I think we have that, so I think we are very complementary, so uh, different perspectives and approaches, uh, handovers went pretty natural most of the time, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, that was, I think, also very, very great, that uh, it was a good match, and I think that also uh, links also quite nicely with my third point, that is humor, so I really loved that uh, in most episodes there was uh, a lot of humor, a lot of laughing. Was there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really had a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it mostly came uh, from your corner. You're the funny guy. No, 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 no. no. I think also from the guests. I mean, uh, and I think yeah. especially uh, with the guest episodes, um, it felt a little bit lighter. So uh, I really loved that also because every episode was, uh, was different. Uh, but still, even though it had a lighter touch, uh, there was still, uh, I think, uh, we were able to touch and explore those different uh, topics with, with cool, interesting insights. How about you, Jade? Well, I couldn't agree more. Those were three things that definitely went well. Yeah. So my builds would be, um, we gave it a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was our first podcast ever. But we handled all the technical things better than I expected. I thought we were going <laughs> to fall on our faces and have to find some kind of IT guy to come in and take care of us. Uh, but we, we got there in the end and we did that all on our own, which was incredible. But we, we took a real number eight wire approach. Um, well, what this, is that, that uh, number that's eight? That's a New Zealand term. It means resourceful innovation. So it means uh, innovating when you need to, but using the things that are around you. Oh, why number eight? Uh, so it, it's the actual type of wire. So you know what wire is, right? So <laughs> metal string. <laughs> do they have wire in the Netherlands? No, no, no. We do everything with wood, you know, it's like... Uh, like shoes? <laughs> yeah, Windmills? We, we run electricity through wood. That's how we would do it. Uh, wooden shoes, you know. Well, I don't want to just assume. So if you, there's a, a type of wire. It's called number eight wire because it's, I believe, eight millimeters i think i could be wrong um but it's a a type of wire and we use it in new zealand for everything from (laughs) fencing to creating uh sculptures uh solving life's problems when you're on the farm so that's what it means anyway so we did that with our crazy people yeah yeah 
I'd recommend going there, but just be aware. Can be, uh, there's some weird stuff down there sometimes. Number eight wire. Okay, uh, number two, imperfection. So we, we knew that we were going to stuff up and we were really afraid <laughs> of failing, uh, but we embraced that imperfection. So whether we said too many ums or uh, there was a long pause or an awkward break, we talked about and we're like, do we take these out? Do we keep them in? And I kind of go back to this wabi-sabi um, approach mm. is, um Japanese. And mm. it's about embracing those imperfections uh, in life or in a product, for instance. Um, but we made it our own. We didn't do any podcasting 101 or podcasting for dummies. We just had an idea. We had drive and we just ran with it. And we had fun in the process. So um, I love that about uh, this podcast. Mm. Um, and finally, uh, we had incredible guests. So we had an interesting cast of guests. Um, there was moments of intense learning and understanding, mm. um, but they helped us achieve our goal with this podcast, which was to create a mosaic of Dubai's voices. So um, I'm, I'm so glad that we we met the people that we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's move also on things uh, that we think uh, we could do differently uh, and next time or, or things that we can actually uh, improve on what we learned on. I think uh, for me, at starting off, uh, the target group. Uh, I think this time we also wanted to do it in a different way. I think normally in our day-to-day -day job, we're a little bit more <laughs> structured in that, that, uh, that approach. But as we also uh, ourselves uh, were part of the target group, we said, well, let's don't start with a niche but maybe this first season is a little bit more explorative and, and also have a bit of a feel uh, because if we would do more market research it would be very abstract and by doing so we could really have a more deeper feel um, so I think also I think for season two we can extract also some of those learnings and maybe we need to do some additional research and come up with a proper uh, segmentation and then also uh, targeting uh, a certain audience uh, uh, that's also really willing and able to listen because not everybody is uh, is able to. Um, because yeah, we now have also we saw a lot of friends, a lot of uh, family and colleagues. Uh, they yeah, you know they they listen to our podcast. We saw that in the statistics. Yeah. So thank you for uh, for all <laughs> that. But of course, we want to reach a, a larger audience, and that is of course uh, important. Second point: onboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was a big learning for both of us. Yeah, so I think it's really important that we have to take good care of our guests and we, we um, help them with, for instance, uh, defining and sharpening their topic. Um, we also give them an idea what to expect. Um, but it's a fine balance with mm. giving them uh, um, enough information to, to have a, a picture on what to expect that they can prepare. And on the other hand, it can also be overloading. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's also a case-by-case -case basis because yes. they're all unique. So you really do, you're right, you need to take that time during the onboarding phase to really understand where they're at. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, but also our very first episode was also, uh, first. I know, our first, very first recording was just with our mm. phones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what, was, nobody's ever going to hear those ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was also quite scary in a way, yeah. and uh, and there was nobody. Uh, I mean, yeah, and we knew it was just for fun. For fun, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So we of course had that experience already before. Um, so yeah, just making sure we just take the the perspective also of the guest, making sure 
uh, they feel um, they get a proper onboarding and they're really taken care of. And the last one is uh, backup and uh, redundancy, the, the third point. Um, because we set the goal to launch an episode every week. And once we launched our own uh, first episode, the clock was actually uh, ticking. We had to actually deliver. So we were, um, um, I think what we did quite nicely is that we were able to uh, pick up uh, the amount of recording. So we recorded two uh, episodes uh, in one week and it gave us a little bit more breathing space but still the pressure was quite uh, on so really think about redundancy and also giving ourselves a little bit more uh, space is thinking important learning for uh, the next season so wise of you damien mm. uh so i <laughs> i had uh it would be good if we were maybe a little bit more organized but i mean we're just two young lads living a crazy life in Dubai, we're probably not going to be as organized as we could be. So um, not to underestimate how much time and energy is required. Uh, yeah. Because once we actually got into it and, you know, we start investing our money, our time, our energy, we're like, okay, well, there's no turning back now. But if we had created a little bit more of a plan around uh, uh, how we wanted to do this, it might have made things a little bit easier. Um, but we just figured out things on the go. Um, but we've got a definitely a much better approach for, for the next season, for sure. Mm. Number two was around inclusive. Um, I think it would be really cool if we reached out to our listeners a little bit more and brought them into the conversation. For example, we could have done some polls or organized some events or meetups. For instance, if we're uh, closing a season, it would be great to like... There, there are actually together. polls on, uh, on Spotify. And I think, yeah. oh, and, 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 but, and but I think we only got one response there, yeah. and also on, on Instagram. So we need to think about indeed in also community engagement in the wider. That's right. So that that leads me on to my third point, which was around <laughs> our presence. So how can we increase our presence of Melting Pod online? So is this uh, a, a, another platform that we're not currently on? Mm. Is this, for instance, a Patreon where we can actually engage one to one with our community? and uh, build that uh, more uh, interactiveness that we can't get when you just throw something on Spotify, for instance, and then mm. leave it for a week and record and then come back. So anyway, there's probably many more learnings, uh, you might but that's what season two's for. <laughs> you might become a TikToker as well then for a season. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near TikTok. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, actually, I should never say never. There, yeah. Be open-minded, uh, Jade. Exactly. One of the learnings. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Hey, so uh, looking back at uh, these uh, different uh, learnings, um, um, maybe it's good if we just also show some 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 hints of things, uh, some concepts, some improvements. Uh, yeah. We're thinking about season two. Uh, disclaimer: uh, We cannot be uh, hold uh, accountable, responsible for all the things that we're going to mention here. This is just some first thoughts. But if you also have your mm. your own ideas, please share it also with us. But I think, uh, and you brought it in actually, Jane, is uh, that we maybe could even actually work with more like a topic, uh, topic, uh, topic, <laughs> topic <laughs> focus, that we can also maybe uh, have more a clear lineup of guests where we can work out the topics in more detail um, and also work on interesting parallels. It was a little bit more ad hoc now. I like that also a lot. Um, but maybe uh, it can, can be interesting that we have some, some minor uh, seasons here and there or the... Um, a collection of uh, episodes that uh, go a little bit deeper and I think there are a lot of interesting topics that popped up now that we can actually go more in depth of one of those kind of blind spots so um, yeah and then we can also align that topic also better with our audience linking back to uh, the target group how about you Jade what yeah. do you see for uh, season two 
so yeah, pretty much uh, similar. Like, I think we could probably amp up the experimental aspect a little bit more mm. and playing around with that structure and format, which we've kind of alluded to there. There could be something in there. I think there is, um, but we need to explore that a little bit more t- um, with a bit more time. Um, but also finding a new way to experience Melting Pod. So we have audio covered, and that's mm. all I'm going to say. I'm going to let <laughs> your imagination run wild now. But if we've got audio covered, what else is missing? Maybe that's a space that we could move into. No, no, uh, don't say it. Okay. No. <laughs> don't say it. Oh, well, I'm going to say it. Okay. Can we give a hint? No, they're, 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 oh. they're smart listeners. They figured it out on their own. All <sighs> right, so we have come to the very end <laughs> Not only of episode Iwa, episode nine, mm. but our first very last, oh, our very first season, <laughs> our very <laughs> first <laughs> last season. Take a sip of water, okay, Jade. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long day. All right, give me a break. Um, but hey, we just want to do a huge thank you to our listeners. Yeah. You guys um, have been tuning in every week. You've been following along, giving us amazing feedback, sharing that love with us. And we've appreciated it. It's uh, really boosted me and filled me up and given me energy inside the podcast and outside. So couldn't thank you enough. Um, And also thank you to those who provided us constructive feedback. We've taken that all on board and we hope that you've noticed an improvement. Um, they might be slow changes, but we know that um, there's still room for Yeah, I think in in, in overall we have more than 350, um, you call views now, it's not views or, or... Listeners, listener, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> and I mean, it's really cool to see the statistic uh, statistics you know, from the US, from New Zealand, from the Netherlands. Uh, um, hi, mom. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, <laughs> but that's also really nice that uh, yeah. people they uh, they uh, they support us, so that's good. But before we go into more the personal um, special mentions, uh, of course, our guests. I mean, our they guests. were courageous. Can we give them a round of applause? Yeah, yeah. Wait, how do I uh, turn this off? All right, just turn on the volume. You just ask them to sit down. <laughs> Thank <laughs> sit you. Sit down, people in the cheap seats. <laughs> so the guests, yes, um, blah, blah, blah. yeah, indeed. I mean, courageous, um, mm. uh, being also so open, uh, but also the whole process and the time and effort that you actually invested into this, traveling all the way here to uh, to uh, Budubai Mangkul for some, it was really. Uh, uh, a big journey, uh, but also the preparation. Uh, we had some nice talks beforehand, um, and I hope that uh, <laughs> the majority of you didn't have some sleepless nights. But I can imagine so a, a first uh, uh, time going to a, a podcast can be quite, uh, yeah, exciting. So we can't put on the label "no guests harmed" in the making of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see if we need to get insurance well, for that. <laughs> okay, we'll have to do an asterisk and put it in very fine print. Uh, Hey, uh, special mentions, Jade. I you, have, you're uh, the man. I have one big uh, special mention as to this amazing guy. His name is Damien. So thank you so much, Damien. I mean, you have shown such incredible dedication uh, to this podcast. You've been a force um, that has dri- driven this forward um, at an incredible pace and with such passion and energy and uh, there's nobody I'd rather be doing this with, and to share this journey with you has been awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jay. Thank and, you, Jay. Uh, most welcome. And so, <laughs> you know, that 
Uh, as we get towards the end of this episode, we just want to have one last final reflection. What is our takeaway from creating and doing this podcast? So for me, uh, this was a big risk. We uh, have invested uh, money out of our own pocket. I wish we had an angel investor that would make things a lot <laughs> easier. Uh, oh, what would you do with all that money, Jay? Come on. Uh, obviously buy a Ferrari and a yacht <laughs> and do a podcast in the Ferrari on the yacht. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, as well as our time and energy, um, that was a big risk from us because we do work full-time jobs. So that means we had to give up something in our personal lives to make space for this. So my biggest takeaway is take that chance, even if it fails or even if it's super successful, it doesn't matter. It's about exploring your capability, pushing the boundaries of what you know, uh, and you will grow and you will learn for sure. So that was my takeaway. Definitely. For, you? Yeah, for me, I think, um, yeah, I think we are more similar. Mm. Um, and the, I mean, you and I, but it's also uh, uh, the guests, uh, of course, I was uh, aiming it a little bit more towards them than we might think. Uh, but there's so much beauty in these details. Uh, I really love that. So, I mean, you just, it's like massaging your soul. You just mm. get, you, it's, it's just... Uh, you get all those warm fuzzies. Yeah, because <laughs> every episode was different and you see parallels, you see differences like, and, and sometimes things that you are not focused on in life, you, you have an opportunity to look at that. So uh, that was really um, a nice takeaway. We are more similar than we might think, but there's really beauty in the difference and in the details. All right. Hey, um, Jade. Yeah. So this is the the end of season one, yeah. and it's also for a reason. Bittersweet. It's also mm. it's also for a reason. Yes. Because um, uh, summer uh, is is already is already here, right? Mm. Not. Almost approaching. Uh, yeah. Well, no. It feels yes. like it's here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's it's hitting forty and it's oh getting up God. to that is fifty percent humidity. So yeah, let's call it summer. Yeah, indeed. And and um, you have some plans, right, for the upcoming period to I to do. be traveling. So uh, so what what are, what are your plans? So I'm planning to return home to New Zealand for five weeks. I booked flights. Um, Sometimes I regret living so far away from home because it's so expensive mm. to get back there and it's a long flight. But hey, um, I do love my life here for sure. But yes, I'll be returning home to my friends and family, nice. spending the entire five weeks away from Dubai in New Zealand. I might do a little bit of island hopping and seeing friends and family all over the place. But it's also going to be winter back home. <laughs> I'm not so worried about winter. I can handle the cold. What I'm scared about is what if I get climatized to the cold weather? I come back to Dubai and then I die as soon as I get off the plane from the heat that's going to hit me. So it's uh, defrosting here at <laughs> Dubai airport. <laughs> yeah, so I might have to be like, Damien, can you pick me up from the airport? I'm dead. Uh, what about yourself? I hear you're going away to not one place, but many. Sure. Yeah, so I will be in uh, Europe for uh, seven weeks. Uh, part of that I will be working uh, remotely, but also, of course, enjoying my holiday. We'll be visiting friends and family. Uh, plan trips to Ireland uh, to really uh, roll around in the green grass and all the nature, but also having a taste of that black beer, Guinness. Whoa. and uh, Envious. You like uh, Guinness? Oh uh, Yeah, for sure. It's like uh, my favorite beer. It is? Yeah, I love um, dark beers, any dark beer. Okay, okay. Uh, besides Ireland, I'm also going to Budapest with uh, with friends, uh, but I might make a little hop to visit some uh, uh, some people in Germany uh, and uh, Italy. 
uh, can do some field so research on the piazza. Reconnaissance on piazzas. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. You, be might, careful. you might come across Linda while you're there. <laughs> Let's see. We have to make sure we are uh, aligned. Well, that sounds like a really wonderful trip. So safe travels. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything I would do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And so that wraps us up. Um, we will be back in September. I don't know if we've told you this, but... Um, you told me. I, I told you? Okay, well, all right. But did uh, you tell me? <laughs> and did you tell the listeners? No. Okay, so that's my job. Uh, so just letting you know, uh, Damien and I will disappear, but not completely. During this hiatus, we will be reaching out to you via Instagram, so make sure you join us on Instagram mm. at meltingpod.dxb. And we'll be sharing some hints on season two and developments around that, as well as following along on our travels if you want to. Um, I'm pretty sure Damon's going to have some great content for us. Um, But we're looking forward to returning with a brand new and improved season for you all. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think uh, I want to wish everybody a lovely holiday. Good luck for those that will stick around in Dubai during the intense summer here. You're going to need it. (laughs) But also for those, please reach out if you would like to contribute uh, too or otherwise participate in our show in any way. We're always uh, open to new ideas, perspectives, etc. We're Um, nice people, right? We're nice people. Yeah, we are. We yeah. are. We, we don't bite. Maybe we might nibble. But <laughs> <laughs> we will look after you. You're in yes. safe hands. And uh, just just a, a small special mention still. I'd love that. To, yeah. my, to my mom oh, and my please. sister. Yes, oh, the, oh, uh, they're really cool. Oh, but, but thanks, all, mom. Thanks, sis. Yeah, it was really cool. They, they really uh, supported them on my side, me a lot. So it was really mm-hmm. nice. But also, I think both our colleagues, right? Yeah, was super great. Like for technical point of view, structure, uh, listening to the episodes, etc. Was yeah. really, uh, uh, really cool. But there were so many people that we met, friends. Let's pick a number out of the air. How many people from work do you think came up to you and said, "Oh my gosh, the ten. podcast"? Around ten. Ten. I think I would be around ten as well. And I had one recently say everybody's talking about your podcast. I need to listen to it. I was like, wow, this is spread like wildfire. So thank you to those people who are yeah, sharing. Really really cool. We love a good promoter. Definitely, definitely. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. It's, um, it's sad on one hand, but, yeah, it's, it's it, it, but it feels, uh, it feels yeah. with joy. So really I feel cool. whole. Ah, that's, that's really cool. But I also feel a little bit hungry. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want to be around if you're going to be hangry, so let's no. wrap this up. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Farewell for now, and we look forward to chatting to you soon. Definitely. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Season 1 of the Melting Pod Dubai Podcast. You can keep up to date with Jade and Damien and what they are cooking up for Season 2 by following us on Instagram and Spotify. That's at meltingpodwithad.dxb. We hope you have enjoyed the season and we look forward to sharing more interesting perspectives in the future. See you next season. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Woo! Put that in the bloopers reel. Oh.